Hello and welcome to the Corporate Warriors podcast. My name is Fela and in this episode we will talk about how to increase your chances of being promoted by revamping your communication strategy. Did you know that in terms of communication, according to research, it's not about really what we have to say, it's 10% about what you say, 40% about how you sound and 50% about how you look. That seems awkward, but that's actually the full truth. So in order to get the promotion that you want and deserve, it's important to know the game you're actually playing, also in terms of how we communicate and to adapt to that new playground. Obviously, as always, you analyze a little bit and we see who are you talking to and what is their style before jumping to any conclusions about how you should talk in your company or corporation. There's no general right and wrong, just as always, but there's a fitting and also an inappropriate way of communicating. And communication has many forms, as we all know it. There's verbal communications, body language, listening, yes, also part of communication, and obviously the contents. Now, in order to structure this podcast episode, we will go through the three points that I just mentioned, the what you say, the how you sound, and the how you look in order to revamp your communication style. So let's start with the smallest part, the 10% of what you have to say. And first and foremost, I want to tell you, it sounds off for sure that this percentage is so small, but that does not mean that what you have to say has to be solid, right? There's no way around it, even if it statistically might sound like it at first glance. So basically see it in that way. We are in very competitive markets and you have to know your stuff first and then consider presenting it in the right way, right? Otherwise, you will win arguments perhaps based on thin air. And if your boss decides to go with your strategy because in the end he preferred how you communicated it and how you convinced him, but the strategy or the project are going to fail, that is not a win for you. So please keep that in mind. There's no replacement for know-how and for mindset. Know what you do and how you want to do it and how you can actually achieve it. Now, what you say is also about catching their attention by using their language. Makes them feel like you're already part of them, of the management team where you want to get into the next step in your career. Are those people visual people? Let's say your manager is the person in itself often using descriptive language, using a lot of images and storytelling, then it's something that you should adapt to as well. Or is your manager a numbers person? Well, then in order to catch their attention, it's great to have a percentage up front, like what I said before, 10%, 40%, 50%. They're like, what? I didn't know about that. Let's dive into it together, right? So there's different ways of, catch of catching attention of your target audience. And the first step into that is knowing what your audience is all about and conveying the message in a way that they enjoy listening to it. So see yourself like the marketing person of your own ideas, of your own initiatives that you want to be doing in your company in order to achieve the next level of your career. So don't be shy also, and this is also a thing of what you say, it's not only about the context, for example, within a meeting, in a meeting room where there's just a, you know, a whole bunch of seats taken up by people and you want to talk, obviously, this we already talked about, but then there's also the talking of what you say 
besides those meetings, a small talk beforehand, the also not being shy of giving away compliments if they're appropriate. So it doesn't matter who you talk to, if it's an equal, a colleague, if it's somebody reports to you or you to your manager, easy example, let's say one of your colleagues has an amazing fancy dress at work, tell her, tell that person, oh, I like your dress, looks lovely on you. It will make their day. And weirdly enough, this is what people actually will remember because it's how you made them feel. So all of that is what you say. And obviously you can be in any kind of industry. So I cannot go into any details. I obviously come from the marketing side, so I could talk a lot about marketing strategies and tactics, but that's not what is important for you right now. So you can just be sure that it's important. You know your stuff and you know how you want to implement things and that you are able to convey that in an attractive manner. And this is how we're going to get to the second part. And this is about how you sound. So the voice is something that people do not enjoy, generally speaking, about themselves, right? I know a lot of people in my circles that hate listening to their own voice. And if you really think about it, that's actually awful. It's such an incremental part of who you are that in order to be fully present and fully love yourself, you also obviously have to love the way you sound. Otherwise, conveying ideas and initiatives and projects, it's, it's horrible. If you hate the way you sound, why would you have other people listen to you in the first place? So this is a very, very important topic to be taken seriously by all of you who don't like their own voices. And that is also, I guess, why podcasts and those kinds of initiatives are very challenging to people or holding a speech. They just don't like the way they sound, or at least that's what they think. Now let's get into that because I think there's a big, big way for everybody how to actually get there. And first of all, it's about getting used to your own voice. Listening to it, it sounds different than what you think it does when talking, which is why people's first impressions like, oh, I don't want that. But I guarantee you, once you're getting used to your own voice when it's recorded, it will get better. So the challenge that I want to pose you to is to have your meetings recorded and also note down right now have you ever gotten feedback about your voice what was it how does your voice change depending on the person you talk to and the situation so here again we're at the recording part for once you can start to just be more aware of it yourself and I'm pretty sure once you're at the stage of awareness for your own voice you will recognize yourself if your voice changes and then by the recording part, you might even find some blind spots that you're not aware of just yet. So for this part, make sure that you have your tablet or your iPhone or anything next to you and record yourself. For example, when you're in home office, when you're meeting with different kinds of people. So you can record yourself when you hold a presentation. You can record yourself when you have a feedback talk with your manager. You can record yourself when you have a one-on-one. -on -one. Obviously, those are very confidential recordings and you should only use them for your own self-analysis, right? And afterwards, you erase them from your gadgets whatsoever. But it's important to get used to your own voice and to listen to yourself and how you talk to the people out there. And you have to have a means to observe yourself. So recording yourself is a very powerful tool. And then look at it and see, does your voice convey the message that you actually want to say? in the meeting, in the one-on-one, -on -one, wherever it is? 
Do you sound actually convinced of what you have to say? Make some notes, right? Write all of that down. You have this like one sheet where you write down all about how you sound. Continue recording and start to enjoy hearing yourself. A great trick also is when you listen to the recording, try to close your eyes, lay on your bed, relax and just listen. Don't get your senses all mixed up in what is your body language, how you look, if your makeup was nice. At this point in time, just listen and take notes from that. An additional small fun challenge that I want to bring up is doing regular karaoke nights with your friends. It is horrible in the beginning for most of us, but it's a great way to experience your voice and to just get over this burden of getting yourself out there. It is very challenging in the beginning and most of the people I know are afraid of singing in front of other people but start out small start with karaoke nights at your home start singing while you're cooking start using your voice in different manners also listen to videos on YouTube from singing teachers it is so great everybody has obviously their unique voice but there's different pitches to it. We are all aware of that, but most of us are like, oh, I'm no singer, so I don't need that. Well, actually you do. If you wanna advance in your career, your voice is one of the incremental tools that you need to be using. And I can tell you one thing, it's so much fun. Once you understand your own voice and you become, so to speak, the master of it and you can use it with confidence, you will see the improvements that you will get as being seen as an expert, for example, if you use your voice accordingly. It is so much fun. And please do not fall into the Minnie Mouse trap. I've been there myself. I've literally gotten two times the feedback that my voice sounds like Minnie Mouse. And I think it was not really about my voice in general, but it was really about when I tried to talk really loudly, I started to get a higher pitch. And I wasn't really aware of that. So. The high-pitched voices, they might work very well in Disney movies, but they have no place in business. You know, you singing as a fun workout for your voice to get to know your voice and your vocal cords better. Get to know the different ways in which you can use your vocal cords. And obviously there's a high and low end to everything. So basically everybody has a Minnie Mouse voice, but not everybody uses them in their corporate career. And I would not encourage you to do it. Do you understand where I'm getting at? And lastly, never sound confused. In order to get the career that you want, you need to be convinced of what you're doing and also convey that to your target audience, the person that you are talking to. Rambling on is not a communication strategy. If you need time, say it beforehand that you will need a little bit of time to put out all your points or tell them that you need some time to think about a question because this is very unlikely these days and people actually start to appreciate if you don't give your answer straight away. It's not a basketball game you're playing here. If your boss asks you a difficult question, think about it first. It makes also your boss realize that you're taking him or her seriously and that you not just want to throw the ball into the other side of the field again. If you have to take more time, what you can also do is tell your boss or your counterpart, let me think out loud about it. So basically you introduce already that you're not yet there to give a full on hand on conclusion. And then you can go into this discussion mode where you throw around ideas. But if you just throw around ideas without saying, let me think out loud, 
It will sound like rambling, like you don't really know what you're doing. And that is not the message that you want to convey. Also, there's some nice formula. So once you know exactly what you're saying, for example, you come into a meeting, you know it already what it's about, you've learned the agenda, you've been prepared. You can also come in with propositions, right? And what I would advise you here is a nice tip that I got from Dr. Louis Franker from her books. It's to start with your point first. So basically don't put your points in the conclusion, but start with the conclusion. Because that way you make sure that everybody hears what your end result is, the most important part. Make sure everybody hears that this is from you, this is your idea. So it's way harder for others to, let's say, steal your idea just because they have more speaking time. And then afterwards, say the three main points why you think this is the way to go, why this is the right solution. Three, not five, not seven, three, okay? The power of three is something very real and announce it, be like, I would like to propose to go to then that round and there's a three, there are three reasons why. First, da-da-da, second, and third. So everybody knows exactly how long they have to stay attentive to you. You have your strategy already set in the very beginning and afterwards to just build the fundament for why this is the right strategy. So this is very powerful for boardrooms. I personally have used it, especially in the context where there's either many chatty people that all have something to say, perfect, or if it starts to feel hard to be seen as an expert because people steal your ideas. You say something, nobody seems to listen, and then all of a sudden somebody else says the exact same thing that you've just said. So use it strategically. I find that really, really helpful. And people will just recognize you as somebody who's conscientious, who's organized, and who knows what they're actually talking about. As somebody who could perhaps even lead teams or departments or business units. Last but not least, if someone starts to talk while you're talking, tell them to wait in a nice manner. Don't be aggressive. Just tell them, one second, Robert, let me just finish my point. And then you go on, finish your point, directly hand over to Robert. So like, thanks Robert for waiting. Now, please go ahead. I want to listen to what you have to say. Or if the situation is a bit more heated, it might have happened before or the first strategy didn't work. Finish your point at the same time while they're talking and raise your voice a little bit. Basically, show them that you will not stop because they started talking. And once you finished, thank them and hand over. Here again, there's no one size fits all. You have to know what you're doing and what situation you want to use, what tactic. But just be always aware that you should not be aggressive or feisty. Stay neutral. This is business. So it's important to convey the points that are important for the business. It's not so important how somebody else made you feel by taking your idea. And stay neutral and say, thanks Robert for waiting out. Now it's your turn. I'm really curious to hear what you have to say. No sublines, no hard feelings. It's just business. All right. And now we're coming to the last point, uh, how you look. And I think by putting my, all my points together, I was recognizing we will do a whole separate episode about personal branding within your corporation. But let's sum up the most important points. Use the video that you've already made of yourselves and this time just watch yourself. Ideally, don't listen to it, put it on mute, but watch yourself. What's your facial expression? What's your body language? What are your clothes that you're wearing? How's your makeup? What's the background in your um, meeting environment? Take a good look at that. 
Humans do not distinguish what they see and hear in their mental image of you. In their mental image, it's all one and needs to be coherent. But in order to improve each of the puzzle pieces, it's great um, to use that in a tactic I just described. So you're a wholesome package that is always delivered together, always as one. In home office, make sure to know what's going on. Do the other people use their camera? Then definitely you have to use your camera as well. And if you cannot use it for whatever reason, let them know real quick in the beginning or on a side chat and a private message. In general, it's always better to have the camera on because people can see you. They can see if you're an active listener. They can see if you're taking notes. They can see if you're concentrated. So you have to be there. Be concentrated, be with a person. Multitasking is a killer for careers in this point because people no matter where they are, they want to feel valued and nobody feels valued if you're multitasking at the same time when they're talking. Okay, I've been there. I've done it. I literally apologized once for one of, to one of my employees because I did it. I was under tremendous pressure. But you know what? This person didn't care and she should not because it was my fault. I should have been there listening with everything I have because that's the part of a leader. Active listening. That's part of your personal branding. You can be see if somebody listens and understands and grasps the real ideas behind things. Show your counterpart that you listen to what they have to say. Make notes for you and making notes also shows them the importance of their message. It's a great feedback to the person that you talk to that it's important what they have to say. I do not need taking excessive notes. Take some bullet points, just some key phrases that are relevant for you in the longer term. Or if you want to go back to a specific point, write down a key sentence or key words that will help you to say, well, Robert, I don't know why I use that name all the time. Robert, you've said this and that. I want to add to this point that, right? So this way you really show them you're an active listener and that what I say is important, not when you, when you agree, show them that you're with them. Now, face and body language. It's already a little bit started with the nodding. Be aware of how you sit. Be upright, but comfortable. Do never roll your eyes. People hate it. It's even in relationships, it's the one killer sign that it's not going to work out in the long term if people start rolling their eyes at each other. Do not do it. Also, frowning or raising eyebrows. Don't go there, except if it's very strategical. So sometimes you can use it to create a bond. Let's say you have a new junior employee starting and you and your boss and this new person who is a junior sitting together and working and you're trying to help them and your boss looks at you like, this is an amazing person and I'm looking forward to what they have to do. You can sense it, right? You can see it. And if you like raise your eyebrow, for example, at your boss, they understand you have this kind of nonverbal communication, this bond between the two of you that is being built up by these kinds of small clues. All of a sudden, you're a team. So use these things strategically, but don't get to a point where you just use them because you're like, oh God, this idea again, like, ah, oh, no, don't, don't do it. Even if you really don't like what the other person has to say, stay neutral in your face. You wanna value everybody's opinion and help them as well to achieve the company's goals. That's what it's all about. If you want to make a career and be successful in the long run. 
Make also sure that you stay grounded, especially during heated discussions. Keep both feet on the ground. It helps your body. It's in our nature. Grounding and being grounded is just super fundamental. And having both feet flat on the ground is one perfect way to be sure you're grounded at all time. Last but not least, what do you wear? Always I recommend people to stay comfortable, but sharp. I don't know if you follow some Instagram accounts about business dresses. There are great ones out there. The old money kind of style is a great way to dress in business these days. It's sharp, it's elegant, but it's comfortable at the same time. Also, when you're in home office, do not wear sweaters. It disables you in some sense that people will not see you as a person that you want to represent. Don't show your shoulders. If it's very hot in summer, you can work with the top, but once you have a meeting, just put a pullover over your shoulders. It will look way nicer and it will look way more professional. Take a look at what the managers inside your corporation are wearing. If they're wearing suits and ties every single day, you have to dress up in a similar fashion. Don't have to wear a suit and ties, but you know where I'm getting, right? Match their standards of clothing. And in general, it's always better to overdress than to underdress. Don't be too sexy. You don't want your sexiness and your attractiveness to be your sole selling point, but play around a little bit. The edges and the sharpness definitely help you being seen as an edgy and sharp person as well. In order to get there, try to look around. In the beginning, it always takes a little bit more time, but once you find the brands that make you feel good, that are high quality clothes, or at least they do look high quality, go with them. I will literally have a separate podcast because personal branding is just an amazing topic and I think most of you are not aware of what your personal brand actually is. So it's going to be very difficult for you to position yourself if you're not fully aware. So that was it. We went through what you say, how you sound and how you look. Let me know what your best communication skills or communication advice that you ever gotten is and how my points worked out for you. Let's please use this community to learn from each other and grow together. That's what it's all here for. See you next time.